Times are tough in the current economic pressures the country is facing. For parents, it is even worse. They are under intense financial pressure and are struggling to pay school fees. And as a result, private schools are struggling to fill seats in classrooms as parents move over to more affordable public schools. These financial hardships have had a knock-on effect on uh, fee-paying private schools uh, and public schools as collecting school fees has become the number one challenge facing schools. According to the latest school survey conducted by TPN Credit Bureau, we discussed the developments with the head of marketing at TPN Credit Bureau with Waldo Marcus. Waldo, thank you very much for your time and welcome to Radio Islam International. Good morning, Abib, and thank you very much for having us. Uh, reading your report, it says here that 25% of parents did not make any payments towards school fees in 2022. That is quite worrying, Marcus. Uh, that's correct. So when um, CPN Credit Bureau collects uh, data live from uh, schools across South Africa, specifically for public and private schools that um, is fee paying, and uh, what we've seen um, over the over the years, um, you know, during the pandemic, um, people in good standing, those are people that paid school fees um, up and uh, up and in full by the end of the month. At its lowest point, only 50% of parents made that payment during the pandemic. That has recovered very well. Um, and last year, we saw parents in good standing at 63, just over 63%. But it, as of last year, it slowed down to about 62.5%. Now, to understand, a quarter of parents haven't made no payments towards school fees. And yes, understandable, there's huge economic pressures on households, finance, finances, energy costs, etc. But seeing that uh, um, most of our schools indicated that their most important form of income to fund their education is school fee collection. Now, in private schools, it's 95% indicated that that's their main source of income, and 85% indicated of public schools indicated um, that being their main source of income. So understanding that when parents therefore not pay school fees, it places huge pressure on, on these schools deliver the quality education um, that people have come to expect um, for their for their kids hmm. now we have you know let, let's break this down further you got primary school and then you got high school and then you got public school and you got the private school what's the fee structure looking like on both sides are you able to share some figures for us what's the uh, cost per annum there Yes, yes, we can. So when we look at private schools, um, you're looking um, about 31,000 per annum mm. for your um, lower grades in your primary school. Um, it goes up to about 40,000 rand per year for a student within a private primary. High school fees have quite a jump. That goes to about 71,000 for grade eight on average. And then it ends up around about 91,000 for uh, completing grade 12 in private schools. Public schools have a slightly um, smaller variance between the two. They range between 14,000 per year for primary schools, um, and it goes up to uh, 25,000 rand on average per year for a learner in high school. Mm. So it's quite astronomical for an average household to fork out that kind of money, whether he's on the private or the public side uh, of education, Marcus. 
that's correct. And, and it, it comes with various reasons. If we look at the challenges, and that was the main purpose of having the, the survey done, is to understand what are schools struggling with? Um, and and uh, school fees, um, late learner arrivals, classroom resources, um, as, 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 as their main top rank of what they're struggling with. Um, but interestingly enough, we're starting to see um, when we request specific responses, uh, people are indicating that um, anxiety for students and depression is on the increase and needing specialized care. Uh, then we also see, of course, the electricity crisis, uh, where um, uh, uh, generators, the cost of generators operating these, um, you know, adds additional cost for schools that they now need to cover. Um, and, and if we look at the average number of students, um, they have also increased over the years. If we look at um, private schools, they are about 28 to 30 students per classroom, uh, where they were traditionally a couple of years ago, about 25. Now they um, look at public schools and they, they touching on the 40 uh, pupils per mark. If you look about, uh, look at it um, pre-pandemic, you were sitting around about 35. So we are seeing more students um, per classroom um, so that we can um, at least afford and, and, and have um, the necessary resources uh, to provide good quality education in our schools. So when you say that 95% of the private schools' uh, income, the source of income is through fees, and when there's such a uh, big drop on that side, um, does it not make them rethink their business model as to how to operate and adapt to the current situation? Oh, they, they definitely are rethinking it. Um, and, and, and to make up um, shortfalls and supplements uh, of all these um, shortages, uh, schools are turning to private um, donations, uh, fundraising uh, within the uh, public uh, environment. They are relying also on special grants from government in the forms of in the form of exemption. So schools are definitely moving towards how do we uh, create additional revenue for the school um, so that we can, you know, fund fund education. Um, and we're seeing a shift towards a heavier reliance on the private sector. Now, understanding, looking at the economy, even the private sector is under huge strain um, to, you know, to, for, for, to operate businesses um, as normal. Um, cost cutting is taking place as salaries need to increase. Um, the cost of um, keeping your do- doors open is more expensive. So it's kind of like double whammy at the moment. Um, schools are relying on private sector and private sector in itself is under huge strain. Um, and there's some really creative ideas that um, we've seen in some of the private schools um, and public schools to raise these additional funds. But the question is, to what point um, do we rely on these auxiliary services um, and, and have the uh, private sector and, and parents provide more funding uh, for, for, for education? Hmm. And, and, you know, looking at the financial woes for the parents, it's not just the school fees that you've got to consider. What about the transportation and all additional costs that adds up at the end of the day? And I suppose in the absence of public transport or reliable, safe public transport, it just makes things worse uh, in the scenario. Yes. Um, one of the, I think the second one, um, or the second biggest challenge um, the schools have highlighted is late arrivals. Um, and that links also to transport, which was number three, uh, where transport is, is reliable, as you said, um, also critically safe. 
um, I think everyone that's spent some time on spent some time on the road have seen with load shedding, traffic lights out. Uh, you know, we've we've got transport um, sectors that is that's being very reckless, and you think you have to put your child into that and, and let them go off to school is a concern. So parents are trying to make alternative arrangements with. Um, uh, uh, carpooling, uh, but that of course also puts additional pressure on on you know on the finances. So holistic education overall um, is becoming more and more expensive. Be it that you do rely on public, or in if you are fortunate um, within the private sector, uh, but school fees. We're talking about um, all the additional expenditure for for school trips, these fundraising, um, stationery, etc. With a placing huge pressure on on consumers, on parents, and in some cases, uh, you know, single parents, parents mm. that have to to look after two, three kids with a single income, uh, which is a big concern for us. Mm. Now, although in talking about payments, what's the general trend like? Are people paying per month or per term or at the end of the year when they're getting the bonus? What's the general trend like that you've observed? So a very interesting trend in, in each school, um, depending on, on their fee structure, some require a payment every month, some require quarterly. Um, uh, schools allow, especially in, in, in the, the public environment, to do a, a, a payment um, at half, half year and end year. Um, we, we take all of those in consideration, but we see that there's usually towards each at the, at the end of each quarter. So your first quarter you'll have is your second best performing quarter in terms of receiving school fees. Um, the second and third quarters are usually quite bad. And then in the fourth quarter, um, we, we see a spike um, when people pay their school fees. They are therefore um, returning to a parent account in good standing. Um, and within the private environment, um, that is to ensure that you, you know, your kid gets re-admitted next year so you can enrollments are revised in the fourth quarter um, parents get uh, bonuses so they they apply that um, and therefore the concern is is that as as parents and and families and households are struggling during the year they take school fees cash flow and they allocate it to other potentially more um, pressing matters um, and then try and catch up towards the end of the year and that again um, speaks the cash flow that schools have to work with. They still have to pay salaries. They still have to pay electricity and water. Um, they still have to maintain the grounds throughout the year. So they therefore have these spikes of um, revenue that come in and then these big drops where they just don't, you know, just have to manage cash flow in a, in a very strict way or rely on alternative forms. And that's where they turn to donations and, and, and special sponsorships and um, fundraising so that they have that additional bit of revenue so that they can continue um, uh, meeting their obligations. Hmm. Waldo, thank you very much for your time. Much appreciated on Radio Islam International. Thank you very much for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you.